Hello, my name is Meg. Welcome to the Unedited Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. The goal of this podcast is to help you both develop and enjoy the habit of daily Bible reading and prayer. About 20 years ago, at a very low spot in my life, I was convicted to begin this simple discipline, and I looked up years down the road to see how God had used this habit to heal deep places in my heart and do incredible things in my life. And so over the years, it's really become my greatest passion to help others get to know Jesus through His Word and through His presence. Through this podcast, I'm hoping to help you see the Word of God with fresh eyes, to learn to slow down with your Bible, and ultimately to fall in love with your Bible. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you here. Today, we are going to talk about smiles, but before we get into that topic, I would just like to remind you again that I'm just very close to finalizing a project I've been working on for close to seven years, which is a book. The themes of it tie in very directly to what I share on this podcast. The name of it is Unedited Hope and Healing Through the Simple Habit of Bible Reading and Prayer. And more than anything, I don't mean for this book to be something that others read and are simply maybe encouraged in the moment, though I do hope that is the case. I have prayed that this will be something that will inspire other people to get out their Bibles, to get out a journal, to get out a pen, to get on their knees, to learn how to talk to God, to learn how to establish a relationship, that it will really just be a tangible example and more of a how-to guide than an actual book that someone would read cover to cover. And so it's very simple, but again, it's something I've carried a very heavy burden for. And Lord willing, it will be available for purchase Resurrection Weekend. I will have more details next week. So stay tuned for that. Last week, we talked about tears. And this week, we're going to talk about the opposite side of the coin. We're going to talk about smiles. And what in the world does smiling have to do with Bible reading and prayer? That's possibly a thought that could cross someone's mind. I would say there are some things that are a direct byproduct of our walk with God and of the habit of Bible reading and prayer, which is where we learn how to walk with God. We know that faith, from what we're told in the Bible, is a direct byproduct of the Word of God. We're told faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I believe that sometimes our smiles are faith-fueled. And I've just had it on my heart to talk about this for weeks. And so I believe when we get full of the Word of God, we get full of faith. And our faith enables us to smile, maybe in seasons where we don't have a smile. And I do want to give a disclaimer before I start this. I do understand that not everyone has a natural, cheery, outgoing disposition And in no way am I saying to be some exuberant force of sunshine and buttercups and raining down rainbows and lollipops on people's head. I'm just saying be you, but you can be you and smile, even if you're naturally more of a shy person. And so, again, I just wanted to throw that disclaimer out there. And I also want to say I know there's a time and a place to be real and open up to others. I'm just saying our general disposition in our daily lives does not have to wear a frown. Anyways, a few points I'm going to make today. First of all, your smile is for you. I want to talk about just some research behind smiling and how it will impact your life. 
Number two, your smile is for others. It's for those you come in contact with. Number three, your smile is for God. And number four, your smile is for the devil. And so I just want to talk about each of those points very quickly, and then I'm going to share today's unedited entry called Smiles. Your smile is for you. There was a French scientist whose last name was Duchesne. He studied laughter and smiling in the 1800s, and he found that there's actually two facial muscles that are engaged when you smile. One controls the corners of your mouth, and this is something that we as humans can activate whenever we want to. So we can choose to smile with the corners of our mouth. And the other is a muscle that controls the area around our eyes. We cannot activate this muscle at will. And so that means only a genuine laugh or a genuine smile is going to utilize both the corners of your eyes and your mouth. But even with that said, there's a lot of research that proves that a smile that's chosen still has very positive effects. Just going to go over a few things that I've read over the last few weeks about smiling. And I had read some of this years ago, but it's just again been on my heart the last few weeks to look into it a little bit. There's a lot of powerful psychology behind smiles. Smiles can make you look younger, Smiles can make you look thinner. Smiling literally elevates your mood and creates a sense of well-being. When you choose to smile and those muscles turn your mouth upward and you activate a smile at will, there's literally endorphins that are released. So dopamine and serotonin and endorphins are released and that can actually serve as a painkiller, act as your body's own opiates. So most people probably know those are just feel-good chemicals that are released in your brain. And so when you choose to smile, you literally make yourself feel better. They say that according to um, a man named Ron Gutman who wrote a book called Smile, The Astonishing Powers of a Simple Act, they say that a British um, research company found that one smile can generate the same level of brain stimulation as up to 2,000 chocolate bars. Now, I don't really know how they figured that out, but I think it's probably easier to smile than to eat 2,000 chocolate bars. So I'll take their word for it. And again, even a forced smile can lead to a boost in our moods. They've found that even putting a pencil between your teeth where it would force you to smile can boost your mood. They found that people who have Botox who literally cannot frown physically feel happier. And so I'm not promoting Botox, but I do think that it's very, very fascinating that um, the inability to frown would have that effect. Smiles make you seem more courteous, likable, and competent. And smiles can actually predict people's lifespan. There was a 2010 study that was done, and they studied major league ball players' baseball cards. And according to the man who wrote the smiling book, he said researchers found that the span of a player's smile could actually predict the span of his life. Players who didn't smile in their pictures lived an average of 72.9 years, where players with beaming smiles lived an average of almost 80 years. So a smile might be worth an extra seven years. That's pretty powerful. And smiling is contagious. If you want to lift up the spirits of those around you, you just need to smile. And I will link to uh, one of the articles from Psychology Today where I got a lot of that information. 
I read other articles as well, but that had a lot of good points in it. And I'll link to that in the show notes. So your smile is for you and your smile will literally make you feel better. But more importantly, your smile is for those around you. If we have Jesus, we have hope. We have something to be joyful about. We have, and if we have joy, we can smile. In the most difficult seasons of our lives, there are still things to find to be joyful about. We have hope. If we have no hope in this world, we still have hope in heaven. We have hope that the finalities of this life, the impossibilities of this life, the challenges of this life in this space of time that we're living in cannot constrain our joy because our joy is founded on the fact that we have an eternal hope. And we are surrounded by a world full of people that don't have the hope that we have in Jesus and in heaven. And Jesus said that while he was in the light in the world, he was the light of the world. But then he said to the disciples, you are the light of the world. And he says to you and I, you are the light of the world. And our smiles are part of our light. Our smiles make people curious. Our smiles make people want what we've got. Have you ever seen a grumpy person, somebody who's frowning, and thought, wow, I wonder what they've got. I really want what they've got. I personally have never had this experience, but if I encounter a genuinely cheery, joyful, smiling person, I'm intrigued by that because it is a rare find in this day and age, in this time of uncertainty, in this dark world, to come across someone who's radiant. And as the world gets darker, the light of the church is getting brighter. This just popped into my head years and years ago at my cousin's wedding. His best man got up and my cousin is just such a bright, vibrant person. He's just always cheery. And I remember the very last line of the best man's toast. He was talking about Ryan and he said, that's some fluorescent stuff, man. And don't you just want to live a fluorescent life? Don't you just want to live a life that is, again, that kind of a signal to those around you, that level of light to those you come in contact with? I I sure do. And I find that convicting. And again, just as the world gets darker, the light of the church is going to get brighter. Next, our smiles are for God. I am a firm believer that private tears and private prayers are how we have public smiles. When we go into our prayer closet, when we go into that secret place and we process through grief and loss and challenge and pain and heartbreak and all the other things that we're facing and the questions of this life and the uncertainty, he gives us a joy that cannot be shaken. And when we walk out of that place, when we open the door of that secret place, having processed through all that stuff with him, having repented of yesterday's challenges, we can literally walk out and face the world with a smile. We can face our families with a smile. We can face everybody that we come in contact with for the rest of that day with a smile. And so my smile says, God, I trust you. We have to remember that joy is not always happy. Sometimes joy is just a decision to look for and celebrate the goodness of God in the badness of life. And a smile is part of rejoicing. It's a lot like rejoicing. And rejoicing is often counterintuitive. Faith is counterintuitive. So much of our Christian life is doing the opposite 
of what we feel, the opposite of what our flesh is telling us. Just for example, David said, what time I am afraid, I will trust in you. And that's what faith is. And sometimes it's what time I am sad, I will smile. And we can rejoice in all things. We can smile in all things. When you smile, when you feel sad, it's not fake. It is faith. And I am a firm believer, again, that when we process through things in private with God, he gives us the ability to trust him. That trust breeds joy deep down under the surface of our souls. And it gives us the ability to face the world with a smile. And lastly, your smile is for the enemy. When you smile and you feel like you have nothing to smile about, when you smile in trial, the enemy of your soul is so confused. Just like when we worship, when we're in trials, that does not compute, that does not register. You know, I'm reminded in this moment of Job sitting down in dust and ashes and worshiping. Satan was expecting him to curse and Job just shocked him. Job didn't curse, Job worshiped. And that's what happens when... He expects us to walk around moping and grumpy and we're smiling. That's like so mind-boggling to him. The last thing he expects from us in trials is smiles. And the last thing he expects to see is joy effervescing up below the surface of a person whose heart is throbbing with pain. He cannot rob joy. I want to repeat that. The enemy cannot rob joy. He can't give joy, and he cannot take it away. Joy comes from God. Joy has a source in the presence. In his presence is fullness of joy, and the enemy cannot take that joy. Years ago, God spoke to me, and he said, you can wear a cross and a smile at the same time. So I just want to encourage you to smile today, even if you're in a difficult season. Remember, your smile is for you. There's proven psychological benefits to smiling. Your smile is part of your light. It's for the world around you, for everybody you come in contact with. Your smile is for God. It says, God, I trust you. And your smile is for the devil. And it reminds him that he cannot take your joy. Today, I'm going to share a short, unedited entry that I wrote many years ago called Smiles. On Sunday, God began to deal with me on smiling, as crazy as that sounds. I have always been a generally joy-filled, smiley person, but lately I have lost my smile. At least it hasn't been as readily available as it normally would be. Life and circumstances and the season have partially robbed me of my smile, and that is sad. God is too good for me not to smile. My face doesn't have to match my feelings. I can smile in faith even when battling fear or hurt because I know who I serve and I know he has promised he will never leave me nor forsake me. A smile when you feel anything but smiley is like a light switch that turns on sunshine in the middle of a thunderstorm. It is a signal to yourself that joy is coming. A smile tells God, I trust you. I may not feel smiley right now, but I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are on the throne You are in control. You love me. You are leading and guiding, so I will smile. A smile tells your feelings and your fears to shut up. And I do know that that's a bad word if there happens to be any little kids nearby. A smile tells your feelings and your fears to be quiet. A smile tells the enemy of your soul 
You've worked to destroy me, but you cannot take and you will not get my joy. A smile is a signal to the world at large that there are things to be happy about. A smile is a signal to your soul that joy and gladness and beauty are on the way. A smile is a fulfillment of the command to rejoice in all things. A smile when you're down and out evidences an eternal perspective. Jesus told his disciples to rejoice in persecution. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. A smile says, I'm taking my eyes off of the temporal and putting them on the eternal. Streets of gold? That is worth smiling about. A smile declares, I am focused on the coming joy. That is how Jesus endured the cross. Hebrews 12:2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. A smile helps zoom in on the joy that's down the road. A smile is a pair of binoculars that skips over the now and how of current emotions and sees with eyes of faith the beauty in store. A smile helps see invisible beauty more clearly. A smile may not be cheap or easy, but it is free. A smile is a gift to all you give it to, and there is a world full of people who need the sunshine light switch flipped on in their dark world. So from now on, I smile. I may have to practice, but I will smile in faith. I will give the gift of joy to all I see. Guess I'd better get my teeth whitened. So again, just a few random thoughts on smiling, and I would like to close with the famous words of Buddy the Elf. We had this hanging on our wall in our house for many years, and he said, I like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Also, take a few minutes and listen to the Kirk Franklin song, Smile. It's really going to put a spring in your step and a smile on your face. I'll link to it in the show notes. Don't forget that your smile is part of your light. Our smile is for us, our smile is for others, our smile is for Jesus, and our smile is for the enemy. Thank you again so much for joining me for this journey. I look forward to meeting up with you again next Friday. If you have questions or to download a typed or a handwritten transcript of today's entry, you can visit MegUnedited.com. For now, go grab your journal and your Bible put a smile on your face. I look forward to the power of this habit in your life. This is unedited. This is for you. Happy Friday.